This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek here with the Record North Shore founding member, Joe Coughlin. As uh, we get you all caught up on everything that's going on, we're going to do a three-period format for this week's episode of the podcast. Um, We're going to recap a bunch of stuff that happened this past couple weeks. I know we took a hiatus last week, so I'm going to uh, kind of uh, get you guys all caught up on what has kind of started here in the spring season. Um, in the second period, we're going to play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. And then in the third period, we preview some upcoming stuff going on and um, things that we're looking forward to. Uh, just a quick reminder before we get started, that you can subscribe to the podcast any of where they're available. Make sure you check us out. Uh, give us a nice little subscribe, nice little review as well. We always appreciate the support um, that we hear back from people, whether that's through emails or reviews and that kind of stuff. So um, always appreciate everybody's kind words. But um let's get things started here in the first period where we've got a lot of stuff um the weather has not been great over the last couple weeks but um some games have been able to get in and a lot of uh, soccer games have been able to get in lacrosse because of uh um you know obviously turf um and uh, i know a lot of teams kind of traveled uh over the spring break last week so um some good action taking place so far joe um i'm gonna loop you in here and let's uh um, why don't we start things off with, you know, baseball, um, you know, both teams, Nutrier and Loyola off to really good starts. Nutrier starting the season five and one. Um, a lot of those games coming against, uh, um, I think they went to Arizona, right? Their uh, Arizona tournament that they did there, a lot of different teams there. And Loyola starting the season five, two and one um, as well. So um, a lot of good starts for both Loyola and Nutrier, Joe. And um, that's kind of what you want to see, especially um, you know, given the rain and that kind of stuff, it's good to see that they were able to get those games in and get some experience as well. Yeah, I think that was huge for this Nutria group, um, especially. Um, I think they got a couple games in when they were here locally um, in cold weather in March and then traveled out to uh, Arizona and got, you know, four games in, in four days, I think. Uh, if that's right. Maybe three. Yeah, they went three, three and one. So four games. Um, hugely important because this team, as we talked about, um, a lot of leftovers from last year, but we thought last year they had a pretty good group, um, and they just never put the pieces together, uh, to use a sports cliche. And, um, you know, they finished under 500 for, from what I could see, maybe one of the, if not the only time in program history. So, um, a weird year, and this year they needed to get off to a good start because last year they were like one in seven, put them in a big hole. Now they're coming off five and one, playing some big competition, including a team that I guess I, baseball rankings nationally sounds like a scam to me. That's crazy, but a team was <laughs> um, tenth in the nation in some sort of rankings, and they beat them six zero. So looking pretty good. Um, you know, they're hitting the ball. They scored six runs, five runs, seven runs, and 10 while they were out there. Uh, so pretty good offensive production for them. And last year, a big thing for them was hitting in the clutch. And uh, they really couldn't get the big hit, the runners on base, driving them in hit. And uh, it looks like they did here because, you know, these are all close games. So they came through when it mattered. They persevered in close matchups. 
Um, so uh, good on them for doing that. And uh, they got a pretty talented roster, Some uh, a lot of kids going places to play college ball. Um, and uh, they put the pieces together. Another cliche right there. They could uh, be really dangerous this year. So good start. Yeah, I think those tournaments are always interesting because, like, they're like, well, are those good wins? Like you mentioned, obviously, the top 10 team. Um, but I, I, whatever, regardless of what the, how good the team is, like putting up 10 runs, 7 runs, 5 runs, and 6 runs, like you mentioned, that's a good thing. Um, and they were putting up some more runs against Lane Tech and Taft before they left for Arizona, um, scoring 6 and 12 in their first two games. Um, I don't think they've been able to play since they got back to uh, Illinois. I think they were scheduled to play OPRF and Loyola on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, I don't know if those games happen. But, yeah, I think you have to be encouraged by what you kind of saw, um, how they, how well they were able to compete. So um, it'll be really interesting to see just, you know, how well um, they're able to kind of keep this thing going as they kind of get back into Illinois. And um, we were talking about this earlier. The weather forecast looks fantastic for spring next week, dry and 60s and 70s so maybe they won't have to make too much of an adjustment but um adjusting to playing the baseball in northern illinois is always interesting with the colder temperatures and that wind uh definitely different than playing in arizona in april but um we'll see how much they're able to continue that going moving forward uh loyola's five two and one so far to start the season their loss is coming against brooks uh chicago team back in march de la salle um also a lot and they're able to beat Fenwick four to three um, and then beat St. Ignatius in the doubleheader on Sunday, 8-4 to four and 10 to nothing. Like I said, they were supposed to play Nutria on Wednesday. Not sure if they did. We're recording this on Thursday. They'll play Monday tonight, maybe. We'll see. Um, but a good start for the Ramblers as well, Joe. Um, you know, you got that tie in there, which is always funny to me. But 5-2-1, uh, and one, a pretty good start to the season, uh, despite that loss to uh, De La Salle to start the year. Yep, yep, good start. They got three in a row, doubleheader sweep for St. Ignatius. Nice win for them against uh, a rival, a Jesuit rival for them. Um, they were supposed to play Nutria yesterday, Wednesday. They didn't. That one got rained out, rescheduled for mid-May. Um, so I was hoping to catch them both um, yesterday, um, but that was it. Was a nasty day, um, Tuesday night and Wednesday, with all the thunderstorming. So I'm guessing the field was just not playable shape. Um, so we'll play that one later, but, um, yeah, good on them. They got a lot of, um, new guys working their way in both in the rotation and in their lineup on the back end, but they got some anchors there. Um, we featured Connor Lash as our athlete of the week. He's the, a catcher first baseman for them. I'm going to play college ball. Um, he's pretty good. Um, obviously, um, so they got some guys back, but they, they are working some pieces in to try to figure it out. Um, and we'll, looks like so far, you know, they're off to a pretty decent start. Yeah, and the Ramblers will get the uh, Easter spring break next week, so they'll be traveling down to Florida and uh, be pretty busy the entire week. They'll play Tuesday through Saturday, um, so they'll be pretty busy, and we'll see. Uh, we'll probably say the same stuff we said about Nutria this week where uh, we won't be able to make too much out of it, but um, still interesting to see different styles of play and get some games in in that warm weather. Um, let's move on over to girls' soccer now where – um Nutrier and Loyola um both off to uh different starts. Nutrier 6-0-1, oh, uh Loyola 2-2-2. Two, two, two. Um Joe, the Trevians just kind of look like they're playing at the level that we're kind of used to them playing. They beat Warren one to nothing. They tied Prospect at one. Um, they beat Niles West, St. Ignatius, uh Columbia team, Belleville West. Um, and then they picked up a, a, a conference win against Glenbrook North on Tuesday. They play Highland Park on Thursday. Um, in a crossover matchup. So 
Um, some pretty good wins, Joe, and a good start to the season for the Trevians. Yeah, Glenbrook North is a good team. Um, and so to take them out three to one, it really, I think it was three to one you just said. Um, that's big for them. And I think it uh, it really puts them in the driver's seat in the conference. Of course, it's a tough conference. You got Evanston in there as well. Um, so those games are coming up. They're going to have uh, big impacts on, on that race. But um, they're good. You know, they are got a little bit more experience from last year, which for Nutria, after we thought we talked about this, seven straight t- strip trips to the state finals, kind of a down year with only a regional title. Um, you know, they're, they're looking to get back in that upper echelon, and they're off to a pretty good start here. Um, you know, Charlotte Dellen, uh, Westall, and um, – I'm forgetting the other ones who's having a really good start to the season um, for them. So um, pretty impressive stuff. Uh, We're going to catch up with them tonight against Highland Park. This is Thursday. Um, I expect them to to win that match. Highland Park's got a decent program, but Nutria looks to be kind of back in uh, a top shelf um, area. So, um, but we'll catch up with both to see what they got going on, but a great start um, for Nutria. And I think, this, this feels like a type of team that's only going to build on, on this kind of momentum. So I think it was great for them to get that kind of uh, three ones, a pretty, pretty resounding uh, win, if you will, relative in uh, against a team like Glenbrook North. Yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting to see how much uh, momentum they're able to kind of keep building as they move forward here. Um, Loyola off to a two, two and two start to the season. They lost to Glenbrook North four to one and lost to St. Charles North to nothing um, in that tournament action. They, Tied with Evanston 2-2, two two, beat Ignatius 2-1, tied with Lane Tech, um, and beat Burlington Central 1-0 in the St. Charles East Tournament as well. So um, some mixed reviews for the Ramblers, Joe. Um, obviously, being to tie with being able to tie with Evanston um, at 2 is good. Um, obviously, a loss is not great, but losing 2 to nothing against St. Charles North. St. Charles North, one of the better teams in the state, um, obviously, is uh, good as well. So uh, kind of a mixed bag with Lloyd. <laughs> you know, being able to compete well against some teams and then um, not being able to finish against some others. Yeah. That kind of tracks a little bit for a team that was um, really good last year and among the best in the state and uh, lost some of that top count. So refilling in a lot of position, figuring out who they are early in the season and, and, you know, precisely who they're going to be and who they want to become going to be some growing pains um, here and there. And I think they've experienced that. Um, but you know, you can always count on talent within the program and, and talent's going to pick up wins. Um, and, uh, they got a couple so far, just ran into some tough early opponents, um, to get those losses. All right. Let's move on over to softball to wrap up the first period. Uh, I know you caught up with Loyola. Um, I think that was this week or last week, uh, just, uh, Loyola off to a four and four start to the season. Um, kind of getting some mixed reviews as well. Uh, they, uh, have uh, beat Plainfield South, Whitney Young, um, Evanston, and Niles West, and then they lost to Antioch, Glenbrook North, um, Whitney Young, and Providence on Monday. Um, I think they were supposed to play Mother Holly <laughs> on Wednesday. They don't think we were able to get that game in. But um, what were you able to kind of see, Joe, from the Ramblers and uh, kind of, you know, kind of pick up what they were able to do this season after a, a really fun run last year? Yeah, so you mentioned that run to the sectional final. A lot of, you know, that was anchored by, you know, senior standout who's now in Northern Illinois, Mackenzie Berry. So that was a big bat and their number one arm that they'd have to replace. And Mercedes Delgado has kind of filed right in there 
and uh, is is becoming that two-way player. She has, as of the win over Niles West late last week, um, five home runs already. Um, she's also their number one arm and, and picked up the win in that one. So uh, they're working it out right behind her. And they've got other talent. Emily Bartholomew uh, is a returning starting catcher. Um, and they got other pieces um, across uh, the board. Ma- Maureen Kinsella, um, Sophie Wilhelm. Um, so um, look for them to be pretty good and competitive throughout the season. I don't know if they're going to reach that ceiling that they did last year. They really seemed to to, to push it to the limit last year. Um, they kind of made it to that round. We always talk about where everybody's good and everybody's playing well, and it's baseball slash softball. So going to come down to who has the better game and they were edged by warren so um, i think they were among the best teams in the state at the end of last year we'll see if they can get back to that spot they have some work to do a 5-4 loss to providence is nothing to frown upon Um, that's a pretty good team in their league so um yeah i think they're going to be pretty good but they they are still building and i still think they have room to grow yeah it'll be really interesting to see how much they're able to grow obviously it's always hard to make you know any grand proclamations about you know any sport a couple weeks in but especially with baseball and softball um with the weather just being so bad and um you have to play in that weather and you kind of get some um different you know you don't really get as much practice time and that kind of stuff or you practice in the gym and you know obviously practicing in the gym is different than practicing on dirt so um it'll be interesting to see how much they're able to build off of that um moving forward all right, let's move on forward now here in the second period, and we're going to play uh, Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game when I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I argue or agree upon whether uh, that can happen. Way or No Way, it cannot happen. Uh, so let's start things off here with girls soccer, Joe, and start with Loyola. Like we mentioned earlier, Loyola is off to a 2-2 two and two, two, two and two start uh, to the season. Way or No Way, you think that that's, ex- that's kind of where you expected them to be um a few weeks into the year i'll say way with their opponents um you know they've played a a pretty hearty schedule so far um we talked about it uh saint charles north um is one of the best teams playing at a high level to start the season and i think with all the replacements Loyola kind of had to fill in a lineup they're still working their way up to their best selves so um i think two two and two is a pretty fair uh they tied evanston right I don't have it in front yeah. of me. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a pretty good result against a good team. Evanston, I believe, beat them um, to, to get them out of the playoffs last year. So uh, yeah. not a bad early season result. So, um, yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, I'd go with the way there as well. I mean, you, like you mentioned, the schedule is really tough um, to start the year. So, I mean, especially, you know, when you're starting the year, like I mentioned earlier, with baseball and softball, like you're trying to figure things out and that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I'd go with the way. I think that – you know, they'll be able to learn from this and maybe obviously apply later on in the season as uh, we move forward here in the spring. But um, yeah, I'd go the way kind of expected that to be two, two and two. All right, move over to new Trier girls soccer, Joe, uh, way or no way the Trebians are back to their old selves with their six Oh and one start. Oh, it sure feels like it. Yeah. Um, they've got a lot of talent on that roster and just another year of uh, kind of development and playing together. I think they're motivated. Um, I can't wait to get out and see them um, to see what they're putting out there. But uh, I, I really like that win over Glenbrook North. And, um, yeah, they're looking pretty good. So I will say way. Uh, they, they got a win down, a big win over a good team in St. Louis too, I believe, which was which was nice to see 
um, one of the better programs down there. So, yeah, liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a definite way. I think uh, last year was, you know, we talked about last year learning, excuse me, learning a lot and, uh, you know, getting new players in there. So, I mean, I, I think it's definitely a way. I think they're back. They got that experience. And I think uh, Burnside's always able to kind of put a strong team together. And he's been able to do that so far this year. And I think that is only going to continue as the schedule gets tougher. Um, winning that game against Glenbrook North felt like uh, um, one of those wins that were kind of used to from Nutria where they're able to dominate, maybe not dominate, but kind of take control um, against a team that is uh, um, still pretty good this year. All right, let's move on over now to um, Nutria girls lacrosse um, who lost a couple games um, out of state. Um, they lost to uh, a couple teams there. So way or no way, Joe, um you uh are you know whether those losses are good losses yeah i think so i think you know a lot of times a lot of years i think we see nutrier somehow not earn the top one or even two seed i'm trying to remember what year that was um in the tournament because they had four losses out of state to some of the best programs in the country uh, and then they come back here and kind of uh take that frustration out for lack of a better phrase on, on teams around here. So um, yeah, I think they're fine losses. I also think I'm trying to pull up their results. They picked up a, a win out there too. Um, and one of those losses was in overtime um, and the other was by one goal. So uh, not concerned about those couple losses. If you look at some local, um, Oh, they picked up two wins out there. If you look at some local results there, they're where they should be. They're the defending champs. Um, and we'll see when they get to some of the programs. They got Loyola coming up at the end of April. And um, they're going to play some teams from uh, out of state as well later in the year. But, uh, yeah, I think they're fine. I think those are good losses away. Yeah, I'd go. I'd go. It's always funny to ask these questions. Obviously, losses are losses. And coaches don't – I feel like coaches don't really like this or anything like that. But – I do think that they are good losses that will probably help them kind of put stuff together when it comes time to the postseason and they have to play against some of the, you know, tougher teams in the area and the state when it comes time to winning a state championship. So, uh, you know, losing is not fun or anything like that, but uh, definitely something um, that I'm sure that they'll learn from and get plenty of great experience moving forward. All right, let's go over to New Trier Boys Lacrosse, who lost to uh, St. Viator 14-3. to um, Joe, way or no way, um, that's a bad loss for Nutrier, despite St. Viator being one of the better teams in the state. Yeah, I think it's a bad loss. Um, I mean, of course, as, as you kind of just talked about, you know, there are no good losses. Um, at least that's coach speak. Uh, but there are differences in losses, and that seems to be a rather significant ones. Now, you know, for, you know, candidly, we weren't there. Uh, you know, you guys weren't there, so I guess we don't know exactly if there was some extenuating circumstances we're not aware of. But that looks not not great for a team that wants to get back into the state championship category. Um, you know, I won't. We're not going to harp on it because we harped on it a lot last year, or reported on it a lot about the um, the hazing incident last year and the suspensions and the coaching change. Um, but we have a new coach, um, and we're trying. I'm sure they're trying to get back you know, push that negative history uh, into the past and move into a new era. And 
um, fill it with positive outcomes and results and success. And um, so, yeah, I think that's not not a good one. So I'll say, way that's a bad loss. Yeah, I'd go with Way there as well. Since they were able to beat Stevenson 16-3 to and um, a St. Louis team 15-4, to they're capable of winning these games. So um, I'm definitely going to go with the Way there. I think that, um, you know, you can kind of get – or maybe it was just an off day. Maybe they didn't have their full lineup. Maybe they didn't have – you know, there's some exterminating, you know, uh, circumstances there. But um, that's a bad loss, 14-3. to I understand if you lose by a couple goals or something like that. But um, something really went down – uh, poorly in that 14 to three loss. And I, that's why it's one of the bad loss. And maybe like you mentioned earlier, it's something that they learned from, but um, not a good loss, especially, you know, in their second game of the season. All right, let's wrap things up here in way or no way with softball. Uh, Joe way or no way. You think this Loyola softball team who is four and four right now has the potential to pick up and kind of keep up with that uh, momentum that they had last year to make uh, the sectional final. No, that's a tough one. I, I feel like that is a, a high ceiling. I don't know if they have that uh, that in in this team. I just don't know yet. Um, like I said, they, they're developing some of their younger talent, um, some of whom were on the roster last year and played. Um, but they do have some seniors that that are getting the job done. I just don't know if they have, you know, in a lot, especially in the postseason, pitching matters. 100% in softball. You know, you got to be able to slow a team down or if you have one of those once in a generation lineups where you can score on any pitcher, pretty rare in softball, um then you can overcome that, but it's difficult to do. So, I think uh, we need to develop um on the mound and just have a lineup that uh, puts the ball in play a lot and maybe they get there, but it's going to be last year's team was really good. They really maxed out. So, going to be a tough putt for them but i think they'll be good still i think they're going to compete in whichever sectional they are in i think i'll go with the no way but i do agree with you i think that they have a lot of potential and they have a lot of experience and i think that'll be really helpful for them um moving forward but i think just you know being able to kind of keep up with what they were able to do last year um going on that run with that very hot pitching um i think i'll probably go with no way because i just feel like that may be a little bit too much to overcome but um, like we say a lot with baseball and with softball, um, the playoffs in those sports are so crazy because it just takes one good pitching outing and one good um, day to really make a difference. And I feel like that plays a bigger factor in things as opposed to <laughs> other sports that where, you know, you kind of need, need more of a team effort and that kind of stuff as opposed to, you know, one player taking over. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a no way for me, but I do think there's plenty of potential there um, moving forward. All right, we're going to move forward here in the podcast and go to the third period where we preview the upcoming week of sports and talk about some things that we didn't get a chance to talk about just yet. Um, Joe, I know you said you're going to check out some uh, soccer tonight on Thursday. Just what are you looking for in that matchup and just, you know, getting a chance to kind of see that uh, team and, uh, um, you know, kind of see whether they're able to kind of, you know, put things forward um, as we move forward here in the season. Yeah, actually, you know, our reporter, Caleb Carter, is going to be out there. Um, I gotcha. But I think either way, I think, uh, you know, I'm looking from his reporting for just both Highland Park and Nutrier, you know, what they're putting on the field, like, more in more detail. Like, we know Nutrier is good, but do they feel like they're a state competitor? And what do they need to do uh, to get back to that upper echelon that we talked about? And for Highland Park, a growing, uh, you know, who always puts out a decent program, what are their expectations in uh, in the CSL um, North Division? 
So um, should be, I mean, I expect Nutria to win this one, um, but uh, we should see um, some interesting uh, reporting from Caleb and just early season stuff. But really looking forward to, to reading about what Nutria, just their mindset being that with that those six wins early. After they took, I think, eight losses was a pretty big deal for them last year. Um, doesn't look like they'll they'll approach that this year, but uh, what they need to do to get back to state state championship caliber, I'm interested to see what they say about that. Yeah, it was really interesting to see what they'll be able to do there. Um, they get Highland Park on Thursday, like you said. Then they play Grays Lake Central Steve, uh, on Saturday, Stevenson on Monday, um, and then Lane Tech on Wednesday. Um, so it should be really interesting to see how they, you know, they get back in a non-conference play. Um, and uh, it'll be really interesting to see how much, how well they're able to compete against, you know, I know Grays Lake Central is one, four and one, um, but, you know, Stevenson is usually a, a tough opponent every single season as well as Lane Tech. So um, it'll be really interesting to see just how well, you know, Nutria is kind of able to keep up with this and, and you know, kind of keep up that um, intensity and see how well they're able to compete against, you know, a, Three and two Stevenson and a two and two and one Lane Tech team. Um, you got to win those types of games if you want to, you know, be considered one of the best in the state. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that they got big tournaments too. Um, you know that every year against some of the state competition. So we'll see what they do against those, and, and that'll give us a better measuring stick. But I, it certainly feels like they're there. For Nutria softball, obviously, or sorry, I should say, uh, Nutria baseball off to obviously a five and one start. Um, what do you kind of feel like you're kind of looking forward to, you know, seeing? I think they're trying to play Buffalo Grove tonight on Thursday. They'll play Fremd on Saturday, um, and then Vernon Hills and Deerfield on Tuesday and Thursday. So um, they'll get some more non-conference competition, and I think that Buffalo Grove game, if it gets played tonight, um, should be really interesting with the Bison being six and one. Um, so I feel like it'll give a new chair a nice little test here moving forward. Yeah, I think all the or a lot of these are going to be tests. Um, good programs um, on the horizon here, so this should be fun. Um, and and we'll see what they're made of. You know, I think you know we talked about last year with a similar group. Um, a lot of the the games that they lost were close. You know, within two runs, within a run, within three, but like. They just couldn't consistently put runs on the board this year. It seems like they're doing that, and they have a, a different mindset. As their um, catcher Henry Wolf told me a couple weeks ago, um, they're just playing with a little more confidence and a little more um, kind of blue collar hard work attitude this year, and uh, it's paying off. And uh, I think they're going to rack up the wins this year and uh, do pretty well. Um, a lot of times, you know, you might not see a you know, 25 and three team because baseball's baseball. Um, but I think it, it's definitely realistic to see this team um, put up a, you know, um, like a 20 and 10 record um, as we approach later in the season. And that's going to be really, really nice to see. I think they're going to be pretty good. So we'll see if they can start racking those up early. For uh, Loyola baseball, obviously they play Montini tonight on Thursday, but um, that they travel down to Florida. And these are always, you know, interesting to see because we literally know nothing about any of these teams and, um, you know, don't know how well they are or anything, how good they are or anything like that. So um, what are you kind of looking forward to with this Loyola team and, you know, them competing against out-of-state opponents down in Florida? 
Yeah, you know, for both Nutria and Loyola, I want to see how their pitching is progressing because um, they got some new names um, on the mound this year. So for Loyola, as we talked about in, in kind of previewing a couple weeks ago, um, with Roger Simon, with that ace kind of out of there, um, I'm interested to see how how their arms are looking and if they can kind of step up and 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 get some of those guys to, you know, some five-inning guys, some six-inning guys. Um consistently and i think that's going to make all the difference for this loyola team because i do think they can hit a little bit um you know having the bats is one thing but hitting in clutch situations we'll see if that comes but really i think the the mound is where loyola needs to figure it out and uh, i think we'll see some of that in the results in florida all right joe any other headlines or any you know other topics you want to talk about before you say goodbye I feel like we're saving up all the good volleyball stuff for when we get out there and find them um Nutrier was kind of off uh for for, excuse me, for um, spring break. Um, so we'll, we'll try to catch up with them in the next week or so. Loyola uh, volleyball looking pretty good. Um, they did lose, I believe, a three-set bout to Glenbrook South, uh, who's who's uh, always a good program, so is Glenbrook North. Um, but uh, we'll catch up with both of those, but I think it's going to be some good volleyball around the area as well. Yeah, definitely. A lot of good stuff. Obviously, the warmer temperatures are uh, going to let us kind of get out more than we have been able to over the last couple of weeks. So uh, hopefully warmer temperatures is good for everybody and uh, get some more content out there at the record org. But uh, that's everything that we got for this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Always appreciate everybody, uh, you know, reaching out and joining us. Just a quick reminder, you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere they're available. Give us a nice little review as well so we can spread the word about the Varsity Podcast and get uh, more listeners. Always appreciate everybody's support. Um, as always, check out my stuff at Friday Night Drive. Uh, we've got some uh, commitments going on. We got recruiting as well in into uh, the you know the spring right now. A lot of spring games are happening for college programs, so a lot of travels going on right now with some of the state's best. So check out our work at Friday Night Drive. And as always, check out Joe's work at the Record Shore.org, Not only for his sports coverage, but um, very long. Uh, <laughs> coverage from tuesday and everything else so make sure you're subscribing and donating and check out his work there as well but for joe and i thanks so much for joining us this week and we will talk to you guys down the road see ya thank you for listening to the varsity uh, product of the record northshore.org your nonprofit local newsroom